Top of the morning, my good people. We back. Another overreaction Monday. Demanding Man Park. I'm one half. I'm AB. Got my guy D-Buck. He's going to be jumping on soon. But hey, look, man, I'm excited for this show. Overreaction Monday. We got some overreacting to do on the college level. Obviously, in the NFL, a lot of good games yesterday. Um, some ugly games yesterday. Um, so, you know, we're going to tap right into it. You know, um, we got our power rankings, the man-to-man power rankings, top five today. We're going to drop our see Who is at that number one slate? Who is looking good going into week four? Who's looking like the most dominant team in the NFL right now? Um, I got my pick. D-Butt has his. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the slaughter yesterday. Miami against Denver. Uh, we're going to talk about Coach. Coach with a, a huge win on the road. Shout out to Gardner Mitchell and company. Um, we're going to talk about some unbeaten teams, some winless teams, um, some coaches who may be on the hot seat right now. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about my weekend. Obviously, we're going to talk about D-Bus weekend. I had another, you know, week in the booth, Fairville State, Virginia Union. Um, I'm going to, you know, keep y'all posted on that as well but nonetheless appreciate y'all joining i know it's gonna be some more people that's gonna jump jump in as the show progresses but hey catch y'all on the other side again happy monday september 25th overreaction monday catch you on the other side So bad, must be the hustler in me that keep my foot on the gas. When you got it from nothing, then hard times ain't so bad. Just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have. I put my life inside it. Yeah, I kept it silent. Yeah, I played the field. That's how I feel about it. We put numbers on the board. We always up the score. Yeah, we stuck to the plan and never ran. Now they can't see man, man. Yeah, we talking. Man to man, they can't guard me. Man to man, they don't wanna see us. Man to man, they don't know how to beat us. Man to man, 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 man What's up, man? We back again, September 25th, early morning, overreaction Monday. Again, man, I appreciate y'all tapping in with me. And co-host D-Buck, man, he'll be jumping in. He'll be in the Thunderdome, as always, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So he's waiting for the boards to open up the door so he can join us. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm going to jump right into it. 
like I said, this this um scrimmage for that this weekend, we um you know we talked about HBCU go the work that I'm doing this fall, and this weekend I had um I had Fairville State at Virginia Union. Fayetteville State was on the road. As you can see, it was a tight game, but it was an ugly game. Had Tropical Storm Ophelia in the mix. It rained all day, all night. This was a night game. Um, but the guys, man, the young fellas, man, they played hard. Like I said, it was ugly. The ball was wet. And um, a lot of turnovers. Virginia Union uh, had three turnovers. Fayetteville State had one. Fayetteville State was able to, you know, um, take advantage of those opportunities for the most part. Virginia Union run game was heavy. Um, had, I think, 170 yards on the ground, but weren't able to punch the ball in when needed. And my guy, Jacob Manessis, this is the second week in a row that he's been able to come on at the end of the game and win the game for his mob, man. Uh, Six seconds left, was able to come on the field, kick a 23-yard game-winning field goal. Um, this was the Willa Bailey Classic. Willa Bailey is a legend in HBCU football. Um, so, again, shout-out to Jacob Manessas, man. Definitely each each and every week that I do a show, man, I'm going to come on here. I'm going to show the guys some love from the HBCU um, <clears throat> market, whether it's the CIAA or the SIAC for the people that don't know. It is four divisions or four leagues, four conferences in HBCU football. Um, the MIAC, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, that's the <clears throat> conference that I played in uh, at Howard University. You have the CIAA. You have the CIAA. You have the SIAC. And then you have the SWAC. So those are the four different HBCU conferences um, that play ball some really, really good ball, some competitive ball. So, again, shout out to HBCU Go for giving um, these young men a place to showcase their talent, um, to be able to um, get them on the, on, the big, on the big screen. Shout out to Byron Allen, Curly Simons, what they're doing. They put some real, real good money um, into the product. Obviously, for you guys that don't know Byron Allen, he's, a, he's, he's big time in the media space. Um, he put a $10 billion bid in trying to acquire some other um, media companies. But again, you know, uh, HBCU Go, man, it's going to be around. They just signed a 10-year deal with the CIAA. So, again, it's going to give these young student athletes the exposure that they've been lacking um, and do it the right way. Do it the right way. So, again, Fayetteville State versus Virginia Union was a good one, was an ugly one, one of those old grinders get put a hat on a hat, run the ball downhill, power game. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. And again, you know, this is my fourth week. We're just talking to Tone before we jumped on. And he was like, A.B., man, how you doing? He was like, you know, you know, I know it, it, it's something new. And I'm like, man, shit, you know, I get nervous. But again, shit, I got nervous for 99% of my, my football game my entire career. So for me, me getting nervous feels like I'm ready. Um you either getting better or you're getting worse. So I can't say I'm getting worse, but I am getting better. Um, week four. And uh, shout out to the crew. 
holding me down, learning on the go. So we're going to see where it goes. But I think my man D-Butt is ready to jump in. Like I tell y'all each and every week, I'm going to have an update for y'all. HBCU Go TV. I'm going to get y'all tapped in to this HBCU world. I know it's a lot of people talking about um, Colorado HBCU. They, they got it. They got it. They, they, they got it rocking over there. I won't, I won't go that far and say that HBCU is more than just, you oh. know, get some people on the sideline. But, you know, we're going to talk about Colorado Coach Prime and company as well. And there we go, co-host D-Buck, man. What it do, man? My guy, my guy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, man. Great weekend. Uh, great weekend of football, college football and pro. Felt like we had some good games, some surprises. We are still in our uh, overreaction era right now. We're not quite to the it is what it is, but you can see it with some of these teams. I was I was watching some games yesterday. I said, all right, I know AB going to be it is what it is with some of these teams. Coaches. I, know, I know one for sure, two for Qu sure. Quarterbacks. Uh, it's a lot of situations out there, but um, I can't wait to talk about it. A little bit of F1 talk maybe. Um, just got some HBCU talk, which is good. I was actually got in a little late, but I was taking some notes. Um, so so glad it's got to hear that still um you know going well like you said you either getting better you get worse man so I'll say damn shit ain't getting worse so and I know that was a dog fight too 10-7 would, would you rather one of those because you don't have both already in your early career would you rather one of those 10-7 dog fights or 35 point blowout uh in the second half as a, yes. when you in that booth as an analyst 10-7 door fight all day, man. When it's a blowout, man, it kind of gets tough as far as what to talk about. You know, now you got to find some different stories and something that you really, you know, not going to say that you're not prepared for. But as yeah. far as 10-7, you, you can talk some real good football in, um, in a dog fight. It's going to be some players that's, you know, that's stepping up, making some plays. So without a doubt, man, give me give me a dog fight. Without a doubt. I heard some guys that, that's in the booth, they got a um like a whole sheet, like a blowout sheet. So, so once that shit get ugly, they got. Oh yeah, but you know, uh, Antoine's mother was actually um, a, a a a knitter. Um, to and oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, yeah. it's something to add to your to your repertoire. Yeah. So we I mean we talk about it. You know, some stories that we can we can talk about if it gets you know if it gets ugly. We talked about my first week. We had a two no no second week. We had a two and a half hour uh weather delay. So. Ooh. We really, we really couldn't, we couldn't throw it to programming. So myself and uh, play by play, man, we was on that zone for like forty minutes. Had to talk about something freestyle. I said bullshit. I ain't gonna say bullshit, but <laughs> just said at that point, forty five dead, dead, dead. No, no action going on. Yeah, it, it was rough, but you know, but it was uh, you, you living, you living, you learn, learning on the Absolutely. job, baby. Absolutely, man. But here we are, week. Three wrapping up the night, Monday night football. So we definitely not in that space on this program. We gotta fill the air. It's plenty to talk about. It's not one of them random April or May afternoons, mornings. We gotta talk about some BS, man. Got a lot going on, man. What you want to jump into? Man, let's start off from um from last week, Thursday night football. You know, first time seeing the crew, um, that game being played. Mm -hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> New York. At San Fran, you know, no Saquon Barkley. Um, the Giants, you know, they haven't been looking good so far this year. You know, the way they ended the year last year, you thought, you know, they could build off that that momentum. On the other end, San Fran, 
Yeah. Like San Fran, man, they've been they've been clicking on all cylinders. I feel like they haven't missed a beat since last year. Obviously, that last loss last year um, left a sour taste in their mouth, just the yep. way that how that game went, you know, Brock Purdy getting injured. But now we back into it. They got a new DC over there, uh, Steve Wilkes. Mm -hmm. And I don't see San, San Francisco looking good. I would say that on the offensive side of the ball, defense side of the ball, we can't forget that third element of the of the, of the game, the special teams. Yep. And they was able to go, you know, at home, be able to get the job done. Um, an 18-point victory, man. Any thoughts as far as where you see New York going from here? Um, and then as far as San Fran, like, you know, anything different that you've that you've seen up to this point, week three? Nah, you know, like you said, one of the most well-rounded teams in the league. We're going to get what? one of the most well-rounded teams in the oh. league. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> hey, come on, don't start early, man. Nah, my fault. We're going to get uh, at, at some point in the show, a little later on in the show, I'm sure, uh, to our power rankings. Facts. And spoiler alert, you know, San Fran is in both of our top fives. I took a peek at A.B.'s as well, Paul's. Uh, they in both of our top fives. But um, so so they're, they're, they're right where a lot of people expect him to be. It was some question marks with Brock Purdy coming into the year. Like, hey, is he still going to be that guy? You know, the, the, will the defenses have the book on him? Uh, you know, all those questions. I think he's answered all those, you know. Still, and I still don't think he's playing his best ball, honestly. I bet he looks at the tape with Shanahan and, and says, you know, it's a lot that we can clean up. But, you know, Debo Sammy had a big game. Um, it was, you know, I think he only caught six of his 12 targets, but every time he caught it, he was once again kind of, you know, a, a tough, tough, tough guy to pull down like a Anquan Bolden, Golden Tate type yeah. receiver once that ball gets in his hand. So um, he, he's tough. He's special. C-Mac is special. Still at the top of the league in rushing, Kittle involved. Just so many guys get involved in that offense. You never know, you know, which way it's going in defensively. They're so sound um, yeah. on every level um, flying around. For the for the Giants, we expect more out of the defense, for sure. Uh, Wink Martin does defense. I know coming into this game, which is a week three game, kicked off week three, mm -hmm. and no, no sacks, no interceptions at that point, which, which is crazy. Um, and they blitz like 80% of the time, something crazy like that in this game. And uh, didn't make it, uh, you know, work for them. And offensively, they didn't get it done either. Uh, I think when Saquon gets back, I think this is a team that still will compete at some point down the line. I'm still not at the point where, ah, you know, it's a wasted year. They're going to win four or five games. I still think they win eight, nine games this year and compete. Um, but what's your takeaways with, with, I guess, either or both of these teams and both of these, your, your, two of your former squads too? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> again, like you said, with New York, I, I was expecting – a little bit more at the beginning of the season, just with how you know last season ended. Hopefully, you know they could they could have built on that momentum going into the off season, um, signing you know Saquon to his um, to his situation, you know re upping Daniel Jones. So being able to build off that that momentum, um, starting off you know obviously week one <clears throat> was ugly for him, you know with with, with Dallas, yeah, you know, putting a, putting the punishing on them. But again, you know don't want to. Push the panic button right now, but with Saquon being out, not not knowing how long he's going to be out with that ankle injury, we know how much he means to that offense. Um, so that could play, you know, dividends of how how this could look these next couple of weeks. So yeah, they have to find some guys where they can lean on, you know, um, like even you know down the field threats. You know, really haven't don't have any down the field threats. You know, you got Darius Slayton. 
Um, you know, Sterling Shepard haven't, you know, we haven't heard much from him. Wondell Robinson, he's coming off the ACL, yep. so haven't, you know, heard, you know, big signing at the tight end position. So somebody has to step up, you know, for Daniel Jones, the offensive line, you know, got to do some things and then, you know, try to lean on defense. Defense go out there, try to make some plays, do some, but something has to give up to this point going into week four. And you you talked about um having somebody down the field coming into this game uh because the week the week the week before Jalen Hyatt the rookie out of Tennessee made some big plays two big catches for like eighty some yards against the Cardinals yeah kind of finished that comeback helped big time with that comeback and then this game he probably played maybe twelve snaps you know I I, I didn't look at a real snap count but watching the game I, I felt like I saw maybe 10, 10 snaps and I know as a defender even if he's not you know catching the ball or he's not polished or whatever like that. He's on the scout report. We're aware of him, especially on the, on a short week. Like, hey, you know, uh, where, where's 13? Where's he lined up? He's one of those guys who's shown he could take the top off a defense. So I, I definitely wanted to see some shots to him down the field. Like you said, Waller got to be more of a guy. I feel like we've been saying that consistently, either health or just being consistent with it. We know what his peak looks like as a matchup nightmare at the tight end position. We just got to see it more, especially when you got a quarterback that you've invested in. And I'm not saying it was the right or wrong decision. You got to make those decisions as an organization with your quarterback sooner than later a lot of the times. And um, I still think Daniel Jones is is good enough. I know you've been a big Daniel Jones supporter. I think he'll be a, a guy that continues to get better as well. But the core around him needs to be better, the offensive line. And I think that will get better when uh, Saquon's in there. So I'm still holding out hope with this team. I feel like I trust the coaching staff. I trust a lot of the players in there as well. So uh, we shall see. We're not quite at. It is what it is with these giants that they nah. that they stink, but uh, not yet, not yet. Yeah, they're a few but, weeks away now. Uh, maybe not even a few, but we. <clears throat> I'm just keeping a buck. Not, not, not. It's just you. You see it on film. Not, not yeah. saying that teams can't turn it around because teams yeah. can turn it around for sure, for sure. But you know, for us, it is what it is. It might be coming, you know, sooner, sooner than than later. <laughs> and as we talk about San Fran, man, San Fran, you know, they they put it on film as far as what they're able to do from, you know, coming from the sideline, getting the plays off the sideline, whether it's offensively or defensively. Quarterback position, you talk about Brock, you feel as though he's still not playing his best ball, but he does have those guys around him that when he can get the ball to him, shit, Absolutely. you know, they, they can make it happen. You know, um, shit, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you know, you had the rook come in, mm -hmm. um, you got Debo. Uh, Kittle, and then on the defensive side of the ball, on all three levels, they're flying around to the ball. They're making plays. So when you're able to have, be able to play that complimentary def, uh, uh, that complimentary game as far as your team, offense, defense, man, that's that's what you want. When your offense is on the field more than your defense, yep, that's a good, you know, that's a good equation to win, man. So that was Thursday night football. Yes, sir. Um, you know, two teams. Kind of looking different, but we will see. And we're going to, before we jump into it, we're going <clears> to <throat> got some winless teams. Before we get down the slate of Sunday football, we got some winless teams. Yeah. Um, some of these teams on here, it is going to be, it, it is what it is. <laughs> um, we got the Broncos. We're we going to definitely talk about that game. They got smacked. Woo! The Bears is ugly over there in the organization, on the field and off the field. Yeah. Down here in Queen City, Carolina Panthers. <clears throat> One of the surprising teams, Minnesota Vikings, is winless. And Cincinnati Bengals, my mom. Both of those down there. I mean, I see three surprises here. 
I mean, I mean, nobody. You don't look at the schedule. I don't think for any of these teams, we didn't look at the schedule and say, okay, they'll be zero and three going into week four. Um, I know I wouldn't at least. I thought the Bears would be better. Didn't think they would be, you know, super competitive in the big picture. Thought they would look better. Panthers weren't quite sure. Broncos definitely expecting them to be better and find a way to at least get a win in, in these first three. And then the Vikings, Bengals. I mean, those both of those teams should be, you know, competing to win their division, at least coming yeah. up to the year. And it's, a, like you said, a lot of question marks with both of those squads. But who are you? Let's just eliminate the Bears from this because I think I think they are almost – they are in the it-is-what-it-is category. No question. But with the other four – Winless teams. Uh, who are you? Who are you hitting that panic? But who are you most concerned with out of the Broncos, Panthers, Vikings, and the Bengals? Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Denver Broncos for you know you bring in Sean Payton. You know he's supposed to come in and you know uh, revitalize and re-energize this team. Um, you now you got Russell Wilson. You know people feel you know certain you know different type of way. I guess. Yeah, his career. And then obviously last year, the way he played, I think you know coming into this year so far, I think he's he's played better for sure. He's played better ball. Um, but then when you just put on top of that that whooping, that ass whooping that they took yesterday, seventy points, shellacking. Yeah, like you know that. that How many right points? There there. Say it again. How many points? Seventy. That's insane. Seventy. Now, like, you pushing the panic button. Like, yeah, I understand you have bad games. You know, um, you know, I, <clears throat> I I tweeted yesterday, like, yo, this this film review today, this shit gonna get ugly. It could go, it could go one or one or two ways, D. But coach can come in here, coaches can come in here and be like, look, the coach, the coaches can have their meeting and like, look, man, we gotta set up, we gotta set a point in these meetings. We're gonna call everybody out that's either loafing, missed assignments. Be a lot. Whatever the case may be, we gotta prove we gotta prove a point. Like this, we we can't let this shit linger on. Mm -hmm. Or they can come in and be like, "Look, we got our ass whooped. Don't bury the ball. It was embarrassing. We gonna throw this shit away. We gonna get ready for our next opponent." <clears throat> me, we gotta we gotta call some people out on film, yo. Like seventy points, coaches included, though. We gotta you know what I mean. We gotta hold people accountable. Like yeah. Cause that's that way. I wasn't just on, on the players. Like that means like nobody was prepared. Yeah. Jalen Waddle didn't play. Tyreek Hill just running around like a kid. You know the run game. Running backs just you know hitting their head on the goalposts. Like if you the head coach, D. But like how do you, you know, when you walking in the building, now you probably didn't go home last night. You probably called wife and was like, look, baby, I, I I'm not coming home tonight. Like it's, I'm, I'm I'm sleeping in the office. Like, how do you how do you approach the team this morning? Man, I'm thinking, could this be one of the bury the ball situations? But when you own three, I feel like you know you, you can't even pull that one out just yet. You you got to find a way. You got to definitely got to motivate. I mean, you're gonna have to call everybody out, like you said, and, and it's not gonna be to <laughs> embarrass anyone. We don't got embarrassed. You got 70 points. Um, you know, and they could have kicked the field goal and scored 73 to set the all-time record. But they say, nah, you know, we're going to have some class here. Talking about we ain't trying to embarrass him, man. What we, you, you, know, we, we, you know, we ain't trying. We just trying to do our job. Which, hey, as a, as a defender, I done been on the other side of that getting a blowout. And, you know, I remember one time in Jacksonville, they went forward on like fourth and goal to put up 50 on us. And, uh, you know, 
you got to respect it. Is it disrespectful? Is it this? Is that? Maybe yeah, but we got to stop him. That's our job as defense. And um, so everybody, everybody got to get called out. The defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, they one of the ones where you can say, hey, oh yeah, Russ. It's easy to point at Russ. It's easy to point at the quarterback. It's mm -hmm. easy to point at um, you know, Mister Unlimited, all this shit when he's doing all the stuff that that people can point fingers at. But this is <laughs> seventy twenty. It's a lot bigger than your starting quarterback. Um, just a lot bigger than your head coach than everything at this yeah. point. But obviously, you look at the defense first. You give up seventy points, especially coming into the year that was supposed to be the um, what held this team down. It's what it did last year. Um, but everybody just got to look at itself in the mirror, man. It's got to be a gut check, and that's what that's going to be my message to to the team. Like hey, it's a gut check for everybody in here. Everybody, hey, look, every, every we got to we got to prove our worth. We got to earn it every year. Yeah, I'm in here as a head coach. Be real with y'all, my shit fully guaranteed, so I could be on TV next year again, still get paid. <laughs> that ain't the case for, for for most of the people in here. So uh, I gotta lock it. I gotta be better, but y'all gotta be better as well, man. This shit embarrassing. It, it it can't even. That's not even close. Yeah, that's not even close to Denver Broncos football. Um, that's embarrassing on every level. And you just gotta move on. You gotta go over some corrections, and then you gotta move on. Man, you gotta turn that page and. and Tell them, hey, it's damn near playoff mindset at this point. We got to find them. It's must win. You can't, yeah. you can't go 0-4. Man. So I would take it, would, would Denver Broncos be the team that you most, you are most surprised about right now in this winless team? I know the yeah, Broncos yeah, yeah. tonight. I would, I would hit the panic button. The, the, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the panic button on the Broncos and the Bears for sure. No, oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, the Bears, you know, got to remember, they had the number one pick last year coming into the season. They traded it to the Panthers, which wasn't a great team, but still Steve Wilkes had them competing. And you can look and say, okay, they get a quarterback, they get some more offensive production, they could be a team that can compete, definitely in the NFC South. But, um, yeah, uh, I would hit the panic button on the Broncos. And the Bengals, Vikings, you look at the teams, you think they got the talent and the quarterback to figure it out. But uh, we shall see. Nah, we shall. We shall. And before we get into the rest of these games, we're going to touch on these unbeaten teams. Um, Again, we talked about Miami, what they did yesterday. San Fran, they Thursday night game, what they did, handled business. Yep. Then we got Tampa Bay, play tonight, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Any surprises here, D-Buck? Huge, huge, Huge surprise right up there in the middle, man. Uh, Florida team coming to Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by uh, former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't think he's ever been off to a start like this in his career, and I don't think anybody had him uh, coming out of the gates like this at least uh, down there in Tampa. So definitely surprised uh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks here. We're going to talk about, you know, maybe a couple more of these other teams a little later when we get into our power rankings for sure for sure man let's jump into it man i'm gonna start off <clears throat> atlanta at detroit atlanta at detroit atlanta was coming into this game undefeated man detroit's playing some really really good ball detroit was able to get a good win at home against a, a solid atlanta falcons team 26 um got any takes well, any thoughts on this game, D-Buck? I liked it, man. Uh, it, it was a gut check for, for the Lions last week to lose how they lost in overtime after, you know, giving it all you got. Excuse me. And you know how it is in the season. It's a long season. It's ebbs and flows. You got to manage your emotions and everything. And uh, that was a tough loss for them. So for them to bounce back the way they did. And they had some um, – it's wasn't an easy game. I know the score looks like this, this was just a, a, a blowout, but this was kind of a, a close game. Um, as it was going on, but Jared Goff, the Detroit Lions, continued to find a way 
Uh, Jesse Bates got another pick in here, tipping overthrow. But the Falcons' offense couldn't get it going, couldn't score points. Um, and, and that's a credit to, to Aaron Glenn's defense as well um, with, with the Lions. So a good, good two-score win. It ain't, it ain't easy to, to win in the, in the National Football League, period, but especially winning by two touchdowns. So great performance. The Lions are feeling great about themselves. Shout out Aiden Hutchinson, too. He, he, is, he is balling right now in his second year. What was your uh, takeaways from this one? Hey, look, you see the score. It's not easy to hold a team to six points. I don't care how good or how bad a team is. When you can hold a team to six points, you always have a chance to win games. Again, yep. you said shout out to the D.C., um, Aaron Glenn. So if that defense can keep playing the way they're playing and then, you know, you're missing one of your top guys that you signed, um, you know, in, in, uh, in free agency, yep. you know, uh, due, to, due to injury. But again, with that Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner, yep. facts, facts. So, um, you know, like you said, a good team win, good strong win. I think Atlanta, though, you know, I think they're, they're still going to be a good team. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with um, as the season as the season yep. progresses. So, good, good, solid, you know, good, solid game. Yep, good, good game. And, and once again, another team we didn't expect to have a winning record at this point. Two and one right now. The uh, yeah. the Atlanta Falcons are. One of the butts teams are the Los Angeles Chargers. I was gonna push them up, panic button on them. Hey, it was it was it was a little close, D butt. I was gonna come on here and talk some shit to you, but Paul, they was able to pull it out. Yeah. Um 28-24 on the road against Minnesota. Minnesota is one of those um winless teams. Mm -hmm. So on both ends, on both ends. Charges, you know, you got to get these tough wins. This is what you know, kind of builds that callus um, on the team. Getting these tough wins, grinding it out. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about your charges? How do you feel about Justin Herbert? Most importantly, how do you feel about some of the coaching decisions in the game? And then on the flip side, we just talked about it. Like, do you think Minnesota will be able to bounce back with this slow start so far? This, season? uh, no. I don't believe in Minnesota long term. Um, well, this season, should I say? We know Kirk's on it on a contract year, which it seems like he is every year. But um, you know, Justin Jefferson, he when you look at the team and you look, all right, these are their players, and if they're doing their thing and they're still losing, that kind of makes me lose confidence because I don't expect the defense to be to be winning games for them and holding teams to you know 17, 19 points. Even when Brian Flores over there, it's gonna take some years. For that defense to get on point, but um, I don't have faith in them long term. You see what the Lions are doing in the NFC North. You see what the Packers. Packers found a way to to get a win with their young quarterback. So I believe yeah. those two teams in that division. Uh, I feel like uh, Minnesota might have wasted wasted a lot of their luck and fairy dust uh, last season getting all those one uh, score wins. They haven't been able to do it this year. Zero and three. This was a must win too for both of these teams. And the Vikings had more than enough opportunities. I feel like the Chargers were the, – the refs was kind of hose, hosing them in this game. Honestly, Chargers, Mike Williams goes down. Uh, Maybe a season in the injury we shall see with the knee. Uh, we hate that uh, for him, one of the more talented receivers in the game. But, you know, health has been an issue for him for the last few years. They drafted Quentin, Quentin Johnston in the first round this year, so he'll be called the no upon, I'm sure. Joshua, <laughs> Joshua Palmer. 
You know, our guy, uh, man and man alum, he had a, he had a touchdown, great concentration. He he's always shown up and pr- produced when he got his opportunity. So um, I like the Chargers, man. It was a big win for them. Finally, was able to close out and get one. Now, Coach Staley, Coach Staley, I know this is probably when you was about to talk shit. Go ahead, you you. No 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, it's your mob. It's your mob. Speak on it. That's why hey, I asked you the hey, question. Oh, man. Talk on it. Frustrating, man. Um, the decisions I, defensively. First of all, he's supposed to be the defensive guy. Defensively, I feel like as these games have gone on, they can never get those stops when they need to. They need they, they almost always fold in those big pressure situations. J.C. Jackson, you paid him eighty million dollars in free agency. We can't even get him on the field. He was a healthy scratch coming in in this game, which is crazy. We we we, we, we gonna talk about that more, D. But like, we, I'm gonna let you finish. But we gonna come back to that. We we had him as a this is gonna be a comeback prove it year for JC Jackson. Um that hasn't been going on. Sante Sammy made some plays, Junior. Um, but uh yeah, believing the court Justin Herbert 40 like 47, unbelievable day once again, found a way to finish. But the coach that going for it on fourth, fourth and one, your own territory, four point lead. I mean, I know you under you, you trust your office, but that was he got lucky, in my opinion. Terrible coaching choice right there but uh got bailed out by his team but i still have faith in the uh chargers to uh you know get around that 10 win mark this season what's your thoughts on my mob one of my mobs they, they bought three of my power rankings right now for my I, I mean again like you said <clears throat> coach Staley, you know you, you you believe in your team and your mob and i feel like as a player you know we're gonna be right right on the sideline, four for one. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Now, you know uh, what I'm would saying? You, would you be at that point? Because I was in that I mean, situation. I'm, I'm talking about as like as sometimes I feel like people like, come on, like, let's go for it. Like, you know what I mean? Four for one. But in that way, B. I mean, and listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> as a coach, like you gotta be, you gotta be able to like tune all the noise out. You know what I'm saying? Like the guys are expecting. Because you know adrenaline get 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 gets going. As a coach, you got to be that that sound person on on the sideline. I just and we go back to last year. I, and I said it like I just feel like he'd be out there playing Madden and shit. Like like you know at that point, like you say, you up four, you know, punt the ball, let your defense go out there and do what they do. These decisions, if he keeps making these decisions as the season goes on, that shit gonna come back and bite him in the ass. It's it was yeah, it's aggressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, you know, young quarterback, he's gonna do what he does. You know, Mike Williams, hopefully, like you said, hopefully it's not a season ending injury, but I'm not gonna say but, but they have some rock some wide receivers that yeah. will be able to, you know, come in and um, you know, take advantage of of their opportunities given. Yeah. Minnesota, they got they have to figure out something on their side, you know. Uh let Dalvin Cook walk. I think that's Obviously, you can see that's you know one of their leaders um, that was in the locker room. That's not playing out really, really good for them uh, right now. But you mentioned it, J.C. Jackson, a healthy scratch. Mm. I would say not even. I don't know if this mm. was before the season, right before the season, before week one, we talked about how you know we felt as though this was going to be the year for him. He got you know big payday, got injured, dealing with some injuries. You felt as though this was going to be a year for him. Where he could bounce back yeah. and show why he got that big money. Um, like what you like, you know, obviously we about to make some assumptions right now because we don't know. We're not in the building, like, but 
we've seen healthy scratches before, and those healthy scratches is like that shit ain't good. Nah, and I don't. I'm not sure, but I don't think they can get out of the deal yet. You know, you just paid him in free agency before last season, and my assumption that he was going to bounce back and have a bounce back year this year was based strictly off what I've seen him do in his NFL career up until last year. Last year was a down year. It was a bad year. Uh, we've seen players have those. I just thought he was going to bounce back. It wasn't like, you know, I was watching practice or saw this, saw that. We just assumed he would bounce back. Um, didn't have a great start to, to the year this season. And now to see the healthy scratch. Now that's, you know, sometimes that's writing on the wall for some other stuff going, going on. It's, uh, it, 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 I mean, who knows? But it, it, ain't, it ain't looking good. It, it's not looking good. That's not good for – I would assume it's not good for the locker room. We know it's not good for J.C. Jackson, but uh, that's bad. That was bad. That was bad coming into the game. Um, but if, if that's going to happen, the other guys got to step up and be able to make plays. And uh, But it, it, it's not looking good right now for – from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what goes on with that. One team. last question. Should you play the position? Like, yep. do you think it's shit still mental? Like, you yeah. think you know what I mean? Coming off last year, like you said, didn't, didn't yeah. start the season off well. Like, mm -hmm. so you, you think it's in between the ears right now for JC? I, I think so for sure. Because once again, it's not like a, a, a rookie, you know, that we that we see it coming in and he was great at, you know, Ohio State or Alabama or somewhere. And like, oh, he's just, you know, we got to see if he can figure out, figure out on this level. We've seen him play high-level football. Now, a lot of people would say that was in New England. That was with Belichick. You know, some people, once, yeah, once you leave that system, can you still out there and go out there and prove it and do it? But I feel like cornerback is one of those positions where I don't care where you play. Once you show you can play on a certain level, um, and he he did a he, great ball production throughout his career. Um, so, I, I mean, I still, I, I still don't think it's over for J.C. I still think because it's between the ears – yeah, at some point he'll be able to figure it out. But as a coach, you got to make those decisions. You know, it's only 40-something people suiting up on Sundays, and if we're not getting production. So I can respect the coach's decision from that standpoint, regardless of what you're getting paid. If you're not playing up to the standard, practicing up to the standard, which I don't know if that's the case, you know, we can't suit you up because every guy that puts that jersey on, uh, we expect them to, to contribute on, on Sunday or Thursday or Monday. So it, it, it's tough. I ain't going to front you, but – <clears throat> That's just surprising to me. What well, he is getting paid, a healthy scratch. You don't even at least. What you gonna do? Put him out there at, at Gunner? <laughs> I, I, I ain't say just. I ain't say start him. Hey, but at least, hey, <laughs> you hey. know, an emergency situation like Staley on the hot seat, man. You think Staley on the Staley don't give a damn? If we pay him. Staley don't give a damn. Obviously, for going four for one on the yeah, Staley don't give a damn. <laughs> hey, That's for sure. Hey, man, we all, um, we all on the see out here. Hey, um, I'm trying to think. Should we? Should we? Should we jump into the to our power rankings real quick? Uh let's fly. Let's fly through a few a few more of these. All right, all right. All right. So we had It was a this was a good one. Um, <clears throat> New Orleans at Green Bay. Yep. Uh, I I even stopped watching this game. Um, fourth quarter, Saints was up. 17 nothing. Um, and Green Bay was able to rally back. I think we both had Green Bay winning this one. Yep. Then we both had Green Bay winning this one. Um, for the Saints, Derek Carr ended up getting injured. Man, this this is what I would say. This type of win for Green Bay speaks volume about what type of team they have in that locker room. You know, this is a gritty win. 
Um, them boys could have tucked their tail there in the fourth quarter, but being able to fight back and make some plays toward the end, and then even for like Jordan Love, like Jordan Love, this is a big, I guess, you know, motivation booster for him, you know what I mean, at the quarterback position, you, you know, help leading the, you know, the team back and get a big win. Your thoughts on your thoughts on this one. And then you thoughts thoughts on the Saints moving forward with you know Derek Carr, you know, getting injured. Hopefully it's not serious. Yeah, because this, this was a 2-0 Saints team. We know the tough, tough defense, great weapons. I feel like on offense, came into it feeling like uh Derek Carr was the best um quarterback in this division. Um we and we both still picked uh the Packers to win. Uh, so that says a lot about you know where they are and how Jordan Love has looked. It always starts with the quarterback in this league and how Matt LaFleur has looked, honestly. Uh, but for the defense, you know, you host you hold the Saints to 17 and really, I think, 10, because I think they had a kick return or punt return from Rashid Shaheed. So uh, Packers kind of did their job defensively. And then to have a 17-point comeback, I think is the biggest comeback, a fourth-quarter comeback by any quarterback since Aaron Rodgers, um, like a long time ago, years and years ago. So this is big for Jordan Love, like you said, a big confidence booster for him. Uh, for that whole team. So shout out to the Packers, man, winning the tough one at home. Uh, Jameis Winston got a shot, which we feel like one of the better backup quarterbacks in this league could potentially still be a starter. Um, but you don't, you, you can't get in there and let a team, you know, come back from uh, from multiple scores. You got to figure it out offensively with the players and the coaches on the field, and they didn't. But shout out to the Packers, they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know how true that is, Daryl, but you you a day one <laughs> Michael Thomas, he said he heard Michael Thomas say, say on the sideline if Jameis is going in to take him out. I don't know how true, how true I mean, that is. Who else is going to go in? You know what I mean? With, with uh, Carl. Yeah, All right, let's, let's go to the next. Let's go to, <laughs> let's go to the next game. <laughs> hey, Houston at Jacksonville. I think Whoa. this. Surprising. This was this surprised me. Um, Houston on the road and Duval divisional matchup. Um, they went in there and 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 did what they needed to do. Man, C.J. Stroud had a game. Um, he had a he had a game. Uh, one of the <clears throat> rookie rookie quarterbacks that we said we gonna you know keep yeah keep track of this season, yeah. man. And this was a game that and you could kind of see with him though, like we we yeah. We, you know, he was getting better. You know, his stats, you know, sometimes stats can lie to you. Mm -hmm. But the way he was playing when the when the when the offensive line would be able to keep him up, man, he yeah. could he would make some good throws. So um Houston going into Jacksonville, who I think we both had winning the That's AFC. Your mob. That's yeah. your mob. Talk about it, man. Are you are you, are you concerned with, 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 with Jacksonville now? Like, come Ooh. on, I know we're early in the season, but are you concerned with one of your mobs right now? You know, um, I'm not gonna say I'm not pushing the panic button, but you you definitely have to, you know, look look yourself in the mirror. And I always talk about it, like young teams being able to handle success. Mm -hmm. You know, um, even though you know you can kind of measure what you think success success is, like for Jacksonville, people didn't have them going to the playoffs or winning the game in the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure you know they heard that. Coaches, players, they heard that. So, like, how do you, you know, how do you build off of that? Or how do you go into the next season? Mm -hmm. thinking okay well we're gonna get the best shot from everybody now like yeah. we're not gonna come up and creep up on people no more so yeah. jacksonville they gotta look themselves in the mirror man and figure out like okay well which which team are we gonna be because they show glimpses of being a really good team yeah but then 
you know, you let a team come into your home that I thought that you should beat. Even though I know it's a divisional game, you're always going to play each other tough. Yeah. But Jacksonville, man, they got to self-check. A lot of people thought that they um, should have beat them touchdown. Touchdown, uh, seven and a half point favorites, I believe, the Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguars were. And now they're off to a one and two start. Houston one and two. Tennessee one and two. And our Colts are leading the AFC South right hey. now. One coming off a huge uh road win over the Baltimore Ravens. But um, yeah, I was shot. I was surprised by this game for sure. But shout out to yeah. CJ Stroud. Facts, uh, facts. And we're gonna jump. We're going to jump right into that Indian-Baltimore game. <clears throat> in, overtime. Who, who, who game? Indian-Baltimore. Indian Baltimore. Oh, I thought you said Indian. Uh, oh, in, Indy and Baltimore. Okay, my bad. But don't get back. The words whooping his ass this morning. I got it just as early. Indy at Baltimore. Uh, Indy led by Gardner Minshew. Um, Minshew. In, in, in Baltimore. Um, being able to win... In overtime, 22-19, um, you know, this is this is this is a huge win. Um, oh yeah, huge win for Indy. And this is what I'm gonna say: their defense, their defense have been balling all year up to this point. Yeah. Um, shit, Zaire Franklin, man, like he's all over the field. Man to man alum. Man to man alum. The front is playing really well. Quiddy Pay stepping up. Quiddy Pay, our first round pick that yeah. we drafted to be, you know, a game changer at, at, at that pass rushing position. He has been doing his thing, making some plays, man. So, um, your thoughts, right? Your thoughts on the coach, you know, Gardner Minshew, you know, stepping in, um, yeah. starting quarterback position with AR5 out with, uh, with a concussion. Um, just, just, just speak on the coach a little bit, but then also speak on, on Baltimore. Speaking yeah. of Baltimore, uh, I feel as though both of these teams had chances to win in regulation, just couldn't capitalize. Um, <clears throat> Pittman for the coach. Woo! Big hey. time plays, you know what I mean, down the field. So just uh, speak on both of these teams of, of, of what you're thinking of where they're at at this, uh, this point of, this, uh, of the season. Man, I start with the Ravens. You know, the Ravens, my Super Bowl pick coming into the year. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson got paid, new offensive coordinator, new weapons. A lot of injuries they're dealing with right now. A um, lot of injuries they're dealing with. Uh, it looked good offensively against the Bengals last week. Um, you know, this week it was ugly. It, the weather was ugly, but even still, that's when you look at a Baltimore team and think, you know, a bad weather game suits them even better with how their offense and how their weapons are. Starting with that quarterback position, that's you know probably the best runner, if not second best runner ever at his position uh, with Lamar Jackson. So. Uh, for them to not to be able to, you know, move the ball, score points, once again, hats off to our defense. They were just flying around, putting hats on them uh, all all day long and kind of pushing that line, towing that line. You know, it was, it was aggressive, sometimes overly aggressive, but that's how you want to play uh, on defense. Juju Brents, his first action, rookie corner, uh, Indy, hometown kid. He had a forced fumble, big play. Yeah. Him as well. Uh, and Matt Gay, we made him the highest paid kicker in the league to start this year off, a lot of people, you know, said some things, but worth right. every penny. Uh, we showed that yesterday. Yesterday he had field goals before his game winner. He had field goals from 34, 54, 53, 53. 
And I'm not sure how far the game winner was, but obviously that was the biggest one in overtime. That was like 50. That was like yeah. 50, like 50 yarder. So yeah, so a game, ugly game, bad weather game. Once again, weather impacts the kicking game first usually. So for Matt Gay to come out there and do that, for the Indianapolis Colts to come out there and do that, and Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, second game in a row now, he's doing his thing um, as our backup quarterback. Obviously, was the starting quarterback this game, and with how Anthony Richardson's season, rookie season, has started so far. Anticipate that we're gonna have to see and, and need Gardner Minshew at some point down the line again. But um, you know, AR5 gotta start taking care of himself. Uh hopefully we can keep him on the field. That is the young franchise quarterback face of the, the organization right now. So we gotta definitely find a way to fix that. But I mean, it's a great, great win uh for the Colts on the road to go beat a good Baltimore Ravens team. Uh what's your, what was your takeaways on this one? Now nah, again, man, you, you said it. You know, um, shout out Matt Gay for for doing what he needed to do when his um number was called coming in and uh, making those kicks on the Baltimore side. I know a lot of you know. I see one of my guys in here, Baltimore fan, uh, from Baltimore, talking about you know missed calls and drop drop passes or whatever. It was a big. It was a big. It was a big. It, it was a, it was a big missed call. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it happens. It hey. happens. It happens. That's part of the game. They're human too. The refs are human too. But again, I think this is a huge win. Um, you know, we, you know, you was in the locker room. We talk about, you know, it really was before our time. But I feel like Baltimore Ravens fans still feel a certain type of way how the Baltimore coach left in the middle of the night. But huge win, man. One thing for a question for you. Mm -hmm. Overreaction Monday. The way Gardner Minshew is playing right now. You know, you got AR five dealing. With um, you know, concussion, are you are you in a rush to get him back? So it's it could be twofold, you know. He he's our he's our starter, that's solidified. He's yeah. our starter. Um, but like do you want do you want to rush him back or do you wanna, you know, hey, Gardner's playing well for us right now? You know, we can, you know, we feel comfortable letting him lead another week so AR five can get healthy. Because this is going to be a long season. For sure. How do you feel if somebody uh, comes to you and say, hey, Coach Butler, you know, what, you, what you think? How, 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 how you feel this week? You know, the trainers, Amber, <laughs> shout out to Amber and, and, and yeah. the crew. They say, hey, you know, um, he, he can go. But, you know. <laughs> that, hey, you know, that's a great. speaking. Hypothetically that's a, speaking. That's a great. Nah, this is real. This, this, this is real. Uh, because... You know, Gardner Minshew came in the second half of last game, played well in a win. Then he started this game, which nobody had him winning, eight and a half point underdogs, and got a win on the road. So, um, and this was a conversation when we drafted Anthony Richardson. Hey, they got Gardner Minshew. You know, he, don't, he may not even play this year. You know, he gives the team the best chance to win on day one, which he might. But uh, you drafted, you drafted Anthony Richardson. You you hired uh, Shane Steichen. He drafted his quarterback. Like this is that's what you want. That's your franchise. So the more reps and games we get him out there and playing, uh, the better. Not only for this year, but for the future of the franchise. And I think Ursay Ballard, Steichen. I think everybody's looking at the big picture here. So I think you get Anthony Richardson in there uh, when he's healthy. When he's 100% healthy. This is a concussion, and I feel like a lot of people come back after a week off. Most guys aren't. 100% themselves after a week. So um, you don't have to rush it from that standpoint. We know we got a guy that we can go out there and compete and win with. So 
I would I wouldn't rush him. Like I would I would probably let Gardner play another game. Once again, first two games, Anthony Richardson been knocked out at some point in both of them. So let's get him all the way back. But once he's back, and I think even even Gardner Minshew said, "Hey, I'm gonna hold it down for you till you get back." But uh, I, hey, I love it. You need a backup quarterback in this league, and every time Minshew get in there, he's proven himself. So he he's gonna have a job for a long, long time. Uh, in the National Football League. But I think, um, you know, we get Anthony Richardson in there maybe a week down the line uh, once he's fully, fully back, once he's fully himself. Okay, okay. Hey, shout out to the coach, man. Two and one leader in the AFC South, man. So keep that keep keep that train rolling. Yes, um, we'll talk about this. When our coach used to say, I'm a slobber knocker. <laughs> <laughs> My Denver Broncos. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, number one. <laughs> um, Denver Broncos at Miami Dolphins, man. We uh we spoke on this game briefly. Um, this this shit was ugly, man. This was like uh, a homecoming game. You know, back in the day, you uh got homecoming, you schedule like the worst team, you go out there have fun. But um, I don't think I ever seen. Like in real life, I, I never seen seventy points on the scoreboard in a football game. Now, I, I need the hey, tone. Um, we played the Saints one year. <laughs> <laughs> we played the Saints one year. Um, I was in Indy. Can you can you look that up and see how many points the Saints put up on um uh, on the Colts? It was in New Orleans, but you put a, uh, you put a graphic in the chat. And I'm looking at, uh-huh. and it was the Miami Dolphins' first first three games of a season. Mm-hmm. They have 1,651 total yards and 130 points. It's unbelievable, man. That's crazy. It, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. I literally just got a – what time is it? 20 minutes ago, my high school football coach, who I still keep in contact with, just texted me, Dolphins, buddy. Been waiting 40 years just to feel like we have a chance. And what makes it even better, the Jets are done. So, I mean, my brothers, like, man, this, this, we've been waiting for this our whole life, pretty much. I caught the telltale end of Dan Marino's career, and we haven't had an offense or a guy um, since then at that position. You know, we thought it was going to have with Dante Culpepper. Drew Brees' situation didn't work out. Jay Fiddler was all right. You know, we had some guys in there. Had some running backs here. Ricky Williams, Ronnie Brown. We had some dogs. But to have an offense, like especially an offense, especially in the, the today's league when it's, everything is catered to the offense and the quarterback, to have a play caller like Mike McDaniel, an offense led by Tua, a weapon like Tyreek Hill. Uh, and they put up 70 without their second-best offensive weapon and Jalen Waddle on the field. And you talked about those points. I got some other, some hey, other. Uh, before you finish, we've been waiting for this, AB. Before you finish the game, Indy in New Orleans, it was sixty-two to seven. <sighs> so that's that's worse because at least at least at least Broncos put up a dub. Sixty-two to seven. <laughs> was that that one prime time? Sunday night football. Yes, it was prime time. Ooh, that's the only thing that kind of saved the Broncos. It was, I mean, not really. You, you put up 70. I think that cuts through all the, but at least it wasn't on Sunday night or Monday. That, that's, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> right now, uh, Dolphins obviously, you know, first and wins, passer rating tour. 
121.9 uh, yards per attempt, 10 yards per completion, 14. I mean, you know, it's two. This is what he was doing last year before he started getting banged up. And I mean, it's just to see it in Miami, but to put up 70 points. Uh, if you are a Denver Bronco, if you're a fan, if you're a player, if you're a coach, I mean, that, that, that's, that's beyond embarrassing. And then the team got to get up there and answer questions about, you know, hey, you had an opportunity to score 73 and set the all-time scoring record, beat it, which was at 72 right now. Why didn't you do it? Oh, you know, we ain't want to – you know, we're not here to just completely embarrass folks. That, that, that was some hey, hey, I love to see it, man. South Florida's buzzing right now. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are buzzing. <sighs> I love to see it, man. We just got to keep – as long as two, I gotta stay healthy, man. That's it. As long as two is stay healthy, we good money, baby. And also, and also, what I do know is this Vic Fangio defense. I feel like as the as your as your as your guys' season keeps going, I feel like the defense will get better. You still got Jalen Ramsey on the sideline, so even with that, like I know with with Vic Fangio, the style of the style of play on defense that he likes. So to be able to have Xavier Howard. Y'all got Holland back there and Jalen Ramsey. Like, he'll be able to just be able to play his his shell with his secondary and just let the front seven eat, man. So I feel like the defense will continue to get better um, as the season progresses. But y'all y'all do have to stay healthy. Um, but y'all, the offense is scary. <laughs> um, I know, you know, every defensive coordinator that that is playing the Miami Dolphins. I know they're up all night. Hey, baby, um, calling the wife, the significant other this week. Uh, you probably won't see me a lot at the house. I'm being the office yeah, a lot. Fig- trying, think- to figure, trying to figure something out. Trying to figure something out, you know, to, to slow down this offense. You can't stop them, but to try to slow them down. Um, but, hey, look, y'all y'all, y'all do look good right now. They're cooking right now. Well, well oil machine right now, like you said. I think Vic and that defense will continue to get better as well, which which only only makes this thing scary, man. But seventy points, I mean, shit. Once you come in on, man, that's one of the things, coach. You got to you got to create something. You got to create some some bullshit that you. Hey, we you know we could have been better here. We could have did this. We could have did that. But you know we can see through the bullshit, D Buck. Hey, go some paper up, some paper up, and throw that shit at the front of the hey, like, Shut up. We should be the beat boys by fifty. But um, hey, next week we on we on to the next week, man. This this is what we, we this, this what is we, what y'all do now, right? This, man. We, this what we do. This is who we are right now, AB. Yeah, I I I um. So let's um. <clears throat> we not even talking about the game right here. We not even talking about the game, Mister. Talking about, you know, our man Kelsey, you know, throwing and you know, shooting his shot. Hey, say you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. He shot his shot at um at, at Taylor Swift, man. Taylor Swift was in the box. Um and you know. You love to see it, man. You like it? I love it. I love it. And, and, and you know. It's good for business. You know, Taylor Swift, we, we saw what she did on the tour, you know, broke all type of records and did all type of numbers. And, you know, we know what type of artist she is. So when you bring that type of uh, energy and eyeballs and, and, and clicks and everything else to the NFL, hey, it's good. The NFL know what they're doing. It, it's great for business. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, shoot, it will be, you see her. And, and she was invested. She, she was locked in. We had a, we had a less fucking go. We had a chest bump. Hey, hey you know. Taylor. 
like you said, Taylor Swift is a <clears throat> a world-renowned superstar. So she knows the cameras the cameras won't be on her. They was gonna find her. So she she did. She got to be invested. Got to. Yeah, she. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Taylor Swift fan now. Like I said, good for business. You know, good for the NFL. Good for the Chiefs. Good for Kelsey. Now it's like hey, a lot of pressure on Kelsey now because you know anything about Taylor Swift. Once you know that relationship, you know it goes. She can out. write a song about your stank on her. She gonna write a whole album about your ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, once again, hey, it's good for business, and it was good to see that you know she was she was locked in, invested. Shout out to Kelsey, man. Nah, that's a fact. So hey, look, before we get into these, um, this Monday night football slate, we got two games tonight. We got two games tonight. Um, we told y'all, A B D B, we gonna you know give y'all our Power rankings, our top five. Mm -hmm. Our top five. Um, who you want? You want? You want wait, me to go wait, wait, first? Wait, wait. Let's throw the read up first. Let's throw the read up first. I gotta right. go back. Uh, and and that by the way, that game we just breezed past that Bears Chiefs. That was one of the ones when I was sending in the picks. Like yeah, the Bears might. Oh sneak man. In. <laughs> you know I did. I did that. I had one of them games on my zone yesterday. The uh the commanders and me bills. too. Me too. I had the commanders win straight up. Like yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know, egg the enemy, Sam out. He playing some good, you know, some yeah. some good ball. The defense, they've been, yeah. they've been, they've been holding it down. Yeah. Then I got my, I had my homeboys hit me like, damn, you picked us this week. I'm like, yeah, man. Third quarter, I said, I'll never do that shit again. <laughs> boy, oh boy. But man, uh, yeah, hey, he go this, uh, he go this fan door read. Yeah. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash M2M live and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus, in select states, first online real money wager only. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable free bet as it expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You got a gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 NAZ. 1 888 789 777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1 770 Stop. In Louisiana, and then one eight seven seven dash eight dash hope ny or text hope ny to four six seven three six nine in New York, Tennessee. Red line, all right. One eight hundred eight eight nine ninety seven eighty nine in Tennessee. One eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred in Wyoming. Or visit www gambler.net in West Virginia. Here we go. Here we go. And ranking stop. Our power rankings here on the Man to Man Pod. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna put B Buzz up first. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Let's do it. BB's week three power 
rankings. Boom. Talk to it, D-Buck. Hey, hey, you hear it right now. We just talked about them Buffalo Bills. Had some question marks, especially after the week one loss to the Jets after they lost Aaron Rodgers on the first drive. Like, damn, they figured out. Josh Allen not taking care of the ball. Last two weeks, two teams that a lot of people, including the FanDuel Sportsbook, expected them to win. They did. They went out there and handled business. So Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are at number five in my power rankings. Playing great on defense, too. Um, number four, San Francisco 49ers. We talked about them. Yeah, I, I, got, I knew I was going to get some. So number four, San Francisco 49ers. I mean, picked up where they left off last season. Brock Purdy's looking great. The defense, as expected, is looking great. But once again, I think there's – some room for improvement with Brock Purdy right now. But they are looking great. They got everything you want as a team, as a defense, as an offense. So San Francisco 49ers right there at number four. Number three, a team that beat them last year in the NFC Championship. Not Purdy out of the game with that defense. That defense, that front is still humming, still balling. Jalen Hurts, once again, still a lot of untapped potential right there in that player in that offense. I think they will continue to get better as the season goes on on both sides of the football. So the Philadelphia Eagles, they got to figure out some stuff interior on defense too without Maddox in there, what they're going to do. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at number three on the power rankings. Number two, now I went back and forth with this one. because You got, you know, you got defending Super Bowl champs, defending MVP, Andy Reid, one of the best coaches in NFL history, still at the helm. But they're number two right now. And quiet is kept. The defense has been outplaying their offense, you know, through these first three games, especially with Chris Jones back in the fold the last two. Defense has been playing tremendous from the front to the back end, Pauls. And then Travis Kelsey uh, back in the fold. Taylor Swift may be in the box for the rest of the year. Patrick Mahomes picking up his speed, get, finding his footing in the offense. Kansas City Chiefs at number two. And at number one, I've been waiting to say this for 37 years, man. Right now, the Miami Dolphins are the best football team in the National Football League. Their offense is unstoppable right now. A well-oiled machine. The pre-snap motions, the shifts, the timing, the accuracy from our quarterback, uh, the running back. Hey, we didn't expect to get all this production out of the running back room. We are dominating the ball on the ground as well. And defense, I expect them to continue to get better. Not only do they have the talent, we talked about it up and down, and guys will get healthy and get in that lineup. But they have the coach and the guy calling the shots as well, who many would say is one of the better defensive minds around football, including our great co-host, Antoine Bethea, who spent a lot of time with him. Um, so, yeah, that's my top five right there. Dolphins, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Bills. Going into week three now. Eagles still got to play, but um, going to week th four. It's my top five, man, in the power rankings, man. Where you at with yours, A.B.? Solid top five. First of all, first of all, how you feel? I know you had a little question marks with San Fran at four. Outside of that, how you feel about? How you feel about? Um, I, I think it's solid. I can't, I can't be mad at it. Um, no, I'm, I'm not mad at. It. I'm like I said, San Fran at four. I thought they would be higher. Okay. Um, and then you said you you was kind of going back and forth with the Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs at one. I wouldn't think that going like. Up to this point, I didn't. I wouldn't think that you would think that the Kansas City Chiefs were the best team in the league. But I mean, it's a solid five. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think that's the only team up there with a loss. Chiefs lost Week One to the Lions, obviously to open up the season. But let's see, AB's top five. 
AB's top five. Hey, we here with it. And then at number five, we have the Bills. Again, um, I think they've they've shown year after year what they have um on both sides of the ball. D but you mentioned their defense is playing well, but Josh Allen has to find a way where he can protect the ball. He still has his dogs mm-hmm. on the outside, led by led by Stefan Diggs. So the Bills, they've you know, after you know, playing some really good ball. Yeah. Um, for me, Kansas City is four. Uh, up to this point, I do feel like this this offense will get it going, but up to right up to this point, um, just doesn't look the same as it has in in the past. Um, the defense is playing really well, um, but I can expect you know as the as the year progresses that Kansas City Chiefs will potentially move up on AB's yeah. uh, power rankings. The Eagles, Eagles. Um, they found a way to get it done, right? They winning ball ball games um, in the Super Bowl last year. I still feel like you know he got a lot of pieces on defense, mm-hmm. a lot of pieces on defense. Um, I still don't feel like Hurts, Brown, um, and the guys on the outside are clicking like they were last year. Yep. But again, it's still early. Um, they play tonight, so I have them at number three, and then top two. I was going back and forth against the with these um, two teams as one and two. Dolphins looking really, 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 really good. Offense is explosive. Um, like we said before, if they can stay healthy, like Dolphins is going to be one of those teams that I feel as though we're going to be talking about in December as, you know, representing the AFC in the bowl. Um, defense, I think, will continue to get better as the, as the, as the year progresses. Vic Fangio, I do – well, was – probably the best defensive quarter, one of the best defensive coordinators that I had while I played in the league. So I know he's going to have those guys humming. Um, but you guys have to stay healthy, D-Butt. You got to stay healthy. And number one for me, San Francisco 49ers. I feel as though at this point they're the most complete team. And that's the reason why I have them at one. Yeah, they did. They haven't scored 70 points, but I do feel like they're the most complete <laughs> team. When we talk about complimentary football, um, offense, and even you, and you mentioned some like you still feel as though they have room for improvement. So yeah. just imagine how much better they can get if they have room for improvement and they're, they're doing what they're doing right now. San Francisco on the defense side of the ball. Shout out um, Steve Wilkes, man. Those guys flying around making plays. And it just looks like it's fun ball over there. Mm-hmm. Fun ball. And you know how that shit is, man. When when guys are out there having fun, when the fans having fun, like everybody, shit, the, the GM, head coach got extensions. Like shit, everybody getting money over there. You know what it's I mean? Good right now, it's just good morale in that in that in that building. Um, San Fran, they're playing some real good style of ball. So again, those are my rankings: uh, 49ers at one, Dolphins at two, Eagles at three, the Chiefs at four, and the Bills at five. That's solid. That's solid. So right now, if the Super Bowls are happening tomorrow, Dolphins, 49ers, and the bowl. Good top five. I think we both had solid top five. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. might be the same. Same five teams, right? Same five teams okay. in different yeah. places. Okay, yeah. So that's that's where we at right now. Uh, wrapping up week three. Uh, tonight we got two two games tonight. I don't know. Uh, well, I do know how I feel about the two games. I don't like them. Me one. Like give, me, give me one Monday night football game, man. One team, one game, two teams that everybody's watching. Um, to finish out. Our week, but we got two tonight. Starting off with 
the Philadelphia Eagles, who are four-and-a-half-point favorites at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So two undefeated ball clubs tonight. One shall fall. Who you got, A.B.? Hmm. I might go Tampa Bay here, man. Oh, yeah, I was hoping you said something stupid like that. I might go Tampa Bay here, man. You know, at home, Monday night, Philly. Like I said, there's some things that Philly can definitely improve on. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is one of those teams that we did not expect to be undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like this is one of those games in the NFC that they say, look, early in the season, we can prove something. We got a point to prove. So I'm, I might go Tampa Bay here. It's early in the morning. You know, hey, come over. The people, the people want to pick, man. <laughs> they follow, they follow me um, on IG uh, and Twitter, April 41. We're going to have some up, but I'm, I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. So you like them straight up, plus 190. I like Tampa Bay. R-A-B. That's good value if you believe him, if you with him. Uh, plus 190 on your money if you go bet that in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So you bet 100, you'll win 190 bucks. Um, so if you believe it, go ahead and go ahead and tell A.B. Uh, I'm going the opposite way. I'm going Philadelphia. Uh, once again, did not expect the Tampa Bay Bucks to be undefeated at this point. They're playing good ball, though. And Baker Mayfield's taking care of the football. One of the best quarterbacks right now on third down. I just talked about if there's an issue on that Philadelphia defense, it's that interior defender, that inside slot defender with Devontae Maddox, one of the best in the league, being out. Uh, will Bradbury go in there? Uh, Chris Godman in the past has played a bunch in the slot. This year he's been playing more outside. He's healthy. Mike Evans is doing his thing. But that, that, Tampa Bay big, that Tampa Bay pick ain't crazy, but I'm going Philly, man. I think uh, – the outside connection gets a little better uh, with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Uh, I loved what I saw from, from Swift last week. They, they, both of these teams, well, shit. So Philly had much more time off there, right? So they played Thursday night. Thursday, last week. Yeah. Thursday to Monday. Yeah, we got about four extra rest days. Drawing Give me the Philly. You know how cold they drawing shit up in the in the dirt. Oh, we can do this. We got these extra days. Give me Philly. Give me Philly to win. I like Philly to cover as well. All right, all right, all right. And then our second matchup of the night, we got the Los Angeles Rams at Cincinnati Bengals. They reported that Joe Burrow would, you know, do a workout before the game to see yeah. if he plays. Um, who you got in this one, D Buck? You know what they signed AJ McCarron uh back to, to the squad who you know very familiar with that quarterback, spent some time in the XFL, I believe. That uh, no, I think it does, A B. I think I don't think we see Joe Burrow tonight. I don't think we see Joe Burrow tonight. I'm not sure if the the books already know that. I feel like they know it because they got it at, you know, they got the Bengals still favored by a point and a half. But I got the Rams in this one. I got the Rams. Give me Matt Stafford. Now Puka Nakua is questionable. With an injury, but I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to get targeted a bunch. I have a same game parlay up later too, but I like the Rams to win. So obviously, you know that means they're going to cover that plus one and a half. And once again, I don't think Joe Burrow plays tonight. Uh, we shall see. I know AB don't like that, Ben. This is one of his teams. But how you feel about this Monday night football matchup, man? Um. That's why I was saying AJ McCann didn't really mean much because I feel like I, I was, you know what I mean, I'm going against my mob the, tonight. Uh, I got the Rams 
with even with Joe Burrow playing with that Cavs, you got a dog in the middle of that defense on the opposite side that's going to be humming. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's going to be humming. So um, I'm, I'm gonna go with the I'm going with the Rams, man. I'm going against my going against my mob, one of my mobs uh, tonight. So all right, we both both got the Rams. We both have the Rams winning straight up. Um, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Angles need this win though. It's gonna be interesting. It'd be zero and three, uh, Monday Night Football. And if you remember, if you recall when Burrow first got the calf injury, his guy, his right hand man, Jamar Chase, he was being interviewed, and I don't know if this slipped out or whatever it was, but he was like, "Man, week four. He said, he said week four, and this was an injury that happened early in training camp." And he said, like, hey, Joe Burrow don't need to be out until week four. That's something you definitely not going to hear. Other players really talking about other players' injuries, especially starting quarterback. Um, especially if you're the number one receiver, you're going to want that starting quarterback out there as early as possible. But I think Jamar Chase was privy to some information that maybe we, we weren't. Maybe he knew it was more serious than the Bengals were leading off to being now that we're going into the finale for week three, and we still have question marks about him because he re-injured, re-aggravated it last week. So um, something to definitely keep an eye on with the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, Joe Burrow. D-Butt, you know about them injuries, D-Butt. Like, and you know what I mean? When it happened, we we saw the video of how he was rolling out the pocket. Now he just, like, them those those are the serious those are the injuries. Yeah. Those are the ones. Those are, And we talked about those are the ones that linger. I know you want to push through. You want to be there for your team, but you like you just never know. Like you yeah. never know. Oh, I'm feeling good, but you can step wrong. You can push off wrong. It can get reaggravated. So, hey, like I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. And I think you know Jamal Chase was, was smart to be like, look, man, like we got 17 weeks. Like hopefully we can, you know, if he's out this first month, hopefully we can pull, you know, win a game or two. Obviously, it's tough right now, but. We will see. Hey, must win tonight, though. Better figure it out. I don't care who under center. If Joe Burrow does tough it out uh, and, and play through it, AJ McCarron goes. Uh, you know what? I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I don't even know who the backup is right now for uh, for the Bengals. But um, a coach that I respect told me he couldn't throw it for me to you. But uh, I ain't gonna say that about him. We didn't see him yet. If he get a shot tonight, hey Siri. Who's the backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals? Jake Browning? It'd be Jake Browning. All right, Jake. <laughs> Show your ass, Jake, if you get in there. If you get in there. Hey, better, better yourself, man. Better yourself. Early and often. No, but uh, appreciate y'all for rocking with us another Overreaction Monday with the Man to Man Pod. Week three overreaction already on this September 25th, 2023. What else we got? You got anything else before we get up out of here? Man, you know what? It's Monday. 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Get it in, man. Do something. Move the body. Move them legs. Get your steps in, man. Health is wealth. As always, man, we appreciate y'all tapping in with this with Man to Man Pod early this morning. It's hurt. We'll be back on Thursday. You know it. Same place, same time. Yeah.
talk about Colorado at all, huh? We did not. Do we have the, uh, we know that was a big, 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 big game, big conversation piece in the college football landscape this weekend. Uh, a lot of people was waiting for this. A lot of people was ready to, to run their victory lap whenever Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffs ran into a wagon, took a L. Know they were short Travis Hunter in this game, their two-way superstar, but uh, Oregon, hey, top 10 team. Got some dogs in that trenches, man. Uh, I think this is where this is the the separation uh, between some of them top programs and where uh, Colorado is right now in those trenches, man. But uh, what was your thoughts on this game? The pregame speech? Did you have a problem with it? Did you take any issue with it? I didn't at all. But uh, what, what was your thoughts on this whole Colorado Oregon matchup this weekend? Um, one, I don't think Travis Hunter would have made a difference in this game. <clears throat> um, to your point, I feel like in the trenches, this is like. You know, that's 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 definitely where, you know, these two teams, um, you could tell the difference. I didn't have a problem with the pregame speech, man. As we all know, any anything is bu- bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, you know, when it's uh, – especially if you organ. Like, if yeah. you organ, this is a team that – I feel like if you organ, this is a team we're supposed to beat. Yep. You know, we're at home. This is a team we're supposed to beat. Then, like you said, you did see – Stomping on the stomping on the O in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. um, and you got to as a coach, you got to do whatever you got to do to get your players ready. You know what I'm saying? So this world, like with 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 uh, social media, you yeah. can use you can use all of that as a head coach to get your guys going, and that's just part of it. And I know Coach Prime, he he knows that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so I didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, Oregon, you know, good team, and um, I know you know Coach Prime. Come next season, get in the portal or or whatever, that offensive line, that defensive line is that's that's where they're gonna make the biggest improvement um as a team. Yeah. And he and he's he's been saying that. He's been saying, hey, we, you know, we some dogs away. We are some position groups away. 
And uh, I said it on, on my Twitter, like, hey, I still believe. This wasn't a, you know, you got to understand, like, nobody, I think the books had them winning, like, three games this year. Three and a half might have been there over under for a win total. And they're sitting at three and one right now, uh, going into another big matchup against USC. Um, another team, you know, a perennial powerhouse, perennial, you know, great recruiting classes for years and years. So you expect them to be, you know, a couple steps ahead in some departments. But, um, you know, Colorado, I think they'll I hope I hope they'll they'll compete more this weekend. Um, I think so. Because I think, I mean, looking at USC, I feel like Oregon was just a complete team, offense and defense. They were fine around. Doing um, no, no time. No, nobody was open. Nothing, nothing back there at all. Um, I feel like this week, obviously, you know, USC, their offense, quarterback, you know, he he can he can get it done. Yeah. I don't think USC's defense is as strong as as Oregon. We know, you know, first three weeks, um, Colorado, Shador, and them, we've been able to put points on. Uh, so I think they'll be able to put some more points up against USC. Yeah. Um, USC should. They was in a dog fight just past week with Arizona State. Mm-hmm. So I think this. I think this will be a better game. Yeah. But again, you know, Colorado, they got to come out. Um, they got to come out and play. Definitely, I think they'll make the adjustments. Uh, good coach staff, good players over there. Um, like I said, a lot of people are just waiting to show their their, their how they really felt about old Coach Prime and these buffs, man. And they, you know, they could definitely. You know, rub you the wrong way, and they go. You know, they gonna have they. Coach Prime sure is always rub people the wrong way with how he goes about his business. But um, and they understand it. Like you said, once you do take that L, you know, and people are gonna be doing the the Shador, the Shador, yeah, uh, and everything else. And, and I'm right there with you as far as that pregame speech. I think the people that had a problem with that, they just ain't been around pregame speeches because, yeah. like you said, it's your job as a coach to get your team as motivated as possible, and he did it. Right before kickoff, you know, so it wasn't going to be something he said or did on Wednesday leading up to the game where, hey, that's something we talk about. That's bulletin board material. You know, I'm getting my team ready to go. And uh, you saw they were up, I think, 42, 42 zip. They went for it on fourth down around that red area, too. So, um, you know, people definitely going to be trying to send a message uh, to Colorado all year long. But I think they'll be up to the task. And I am still invested. I still believe in what Coach Prime is doing over there with those uh, Buffalo, so um, be something to definitely continue to keep an eye on. Like you know, a bunch of eyeballs been on them all year. But uh, I had to talk about that real quick before we got up out of here. Yeah, forgot all about that one. Weekend, yep. Yeah, man, appreciate y'all. Y'all tap in the D button, Pat McAfee in the board today, man. Twelve o'clock. Yes, sir. Twelve noon, twelve two on ESPN, twelve two three on YouTube. Lock in. Yes, yeah, sir. We going for real this time. Riff, riff.